This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. It is the Ask Boris edition of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast. My name is Big Bad Boris, and for a show this big, sometimes you got to bring in a professional broadcaster to be the question asker. Uh, I have picked the best in the business, Mr. Warren Diesel Bears. Warren, God bless you. I love you, man. I thought you were gonna say for a show this big, you need you need a big guy. Wow. So then, you yeah, got you see, me. You see, the thing is, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm just gonna crack open the uh, the uh, the energy drink here. How are you doing, brother? Not bad, not bad. Um, I don't have an energy drink. I once again have ranch. If you watch the, oh, yeah. uh, the latest edition of the quizplex i yes. have the same bottle of ranch in the fridge beside me at work so i might you are track that our uh, quizplex champion if memory serves me correctly I, you are correct sir uh, actually on a quick side note related to that i just wanted to say again what a great time i had on between two beards last thursday i think you can check that out on the uh on demand twitch stream on love wrestling ca on twitch those guys are awesome i had a blast and you should watch them every thursday I felt really bad. I watched I watched a portion of it live when you were on there, and I felt really bad because I I, I tried to fish you into asking answering a question by the question that I asked was what does Big Bad Boris MVP and Tammy Sitch have in common? Oh, was that you? Because that popped because up I figured, on the thing. Because I couldn't see the chat. All I could see is the uh, the things that they that they brought up on the right that they put on the screen. And I well, saw I figured that. It, I figured it would pop you because I figured you know it's the I'm coming. I was I was but pretty then, sure I was I I knew one of two people could be behind that, but they never but they then didn't it's, really touch on it. So as soon because as soon as I asked it, then they started talking about Jeff Hardy drunk driving. I'm like, oh, well, well we got that was here. poor timing on my part. <laughs> we got serious in a hurry. That's all right. <laughs> still, still no, but it was very good. I highly recommend that people go check that out as well because uh, you did a tremendous job, as did those fine two gentlemen. Yeah, those guys are good dudes. Okay, yeah. so before we get to the questions that were sent in, uh, I have a very good friend of mine named Brian, and Brian wanted to get a couple of questions in, but he didn't want me to see them beforehand. So uh, today he gave me a sealed envelope to take with me so I could open it as we are, we are on the uh, proverbially on the air. So I'm going to open this envelope now and I'm like the old Johnny Carson. It is. It's like, uh, (laughs) what was it? Karnak. Yes. Karnak the bank. Okay. So I'm opening up this piece of paper and okay. Question number one. What is your favorite call on commentary you have made? My favorite call on commentary. Um, I can't really think of like a specific call on commentary because there's been so many, but I, a lot of times when I'm doing stuff with like Sheikak Bar Shabazz and we do the spine on the pine thing is always fun. And mm-hmm. I like to stick it to Andy Anderson about how I defeated him whenever he uh, gets on there. So stuff like that is the first stuff that springs to mind. Okay. If you had to choose between cheering for the Oilers and <laughs> never watch another game of hockey, which would you choose? Oh boy! See, that's a tough call. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say I'm, I would cheer for the Oilers, and I'll tell you why. It's not because of, of anything else other than when the Oilers do well, my friends are happy. Does that make any sense? Ah, like, do you have any of that? Like, do, if the Flames do well, do you care that I'm happy, or are you like, fuck you? Oh, no, absolutely. I think <laughs> anybody who's a loyal fan deserves mm. to have some sort of happiness, especially considering that no Canadian team has won the damn thing in 30 plus years. But 
Yeah, like literally everybody, than... everybody I know is happy when the Oilers win. So, but I, I agree. If it was if roles reversed and I had to pick either not watching hockey or rooting for the Flames, I'd root for the Flames as well because I know also selfishly I just I want to watch hockey. So yeah. And the third one I'm not going to do because it's uh, it's 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 asking me to give a negative opinion, and I've decided not to give or to try not to give negative opinions oh. on this podcast. So I will answer this question for him in person. I will not do it on the podcast. Can I answer it? Is it is it applied to me? No, no, no. Not everything's about you, you know. I'm just no. I was gonna say I, I can answer it. I don't I'll, I'll ask. You, I'll ask you off the air. Okay. All it's right. choosing between it's choosing between two uh, professional wrestlers that I that I think are not good. Ah, so I don't gotcha. want to. And it's not anybody local. Just for the record, it's it's people that are on cable television, if you will. Gotcha. Thank you, Brian. That was fun. Mm. Now we're going to turn it over to you. Thank you to the people who sent in questions. It wasn't a lot of people. It was a very few people that sent in a lot of questions. And I took a peek at them and there's some like cool stuff about like my childhood in Calgary and stuff like mm. that. So I think this is going to be fun. We've got 40 minutes, Warren. So let's rock and roll. All right. Uh, Boris, did you ever go to the Corral Drive-In? Hell yeah, I did. I used to go to the Corral Drive-In. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar, the Corral Drive-In was a drive-in in Calgary. Uh, that is no longer there. If I remember correctly, it was very close to the hub oil plant and the hub oil plant, I believe, blew up and the screens got all messed up. But uh, back in the day, my, my dad would take us to the Corral Drive and maybe once a year. Or so it was awesome. It, it appears to be like right beside the, the now Saddle Dome, like just no. west of the Saddle Dome. No, really? Maybe I have my I typed my, it in, but that's what popped up. Oh, but... Maybe I have my locations mixed up, but because there's no I, I drive in here in Edmonton either. There was. I think there was one when I first moved here, but I don't think there's been one here for, for a long time either. Uh, they were doing like those pop-up ones during mm-hmm. the pandemic when you couldn't do anything else. But yeah, I don't think there's been one here for a long, long time. I think that's like a missed opportunity of business. It just sucks that you could only maybe make, you know, money off of it for like four or five months out of the year. But you ever take a date there? You ever put the moves on somebody in a journal? F- uh, <laughs> this sounds so bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, my first date with my first wife. And I hate saying that because it makes me sound like uh, <laughs> like uh, like Ross Geller, you know. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Divorced men are not sad men. <laughs> um, my first date with my first wife was was at the drive-in, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, sticking with the Calgary theme, favorite Calgary venue for a punk show. Now I uh, moved away from Calgary when I was around twenty. I want to say. So I was only of age for a couple of years and I didn't really go to too many shows, but the ship and anchor was really cool. And uh, the Republic was really cool. I don't know if either one of those are still, I think the ship and anchor is still open. I don't know if the Republic is or not. Uh, I remember going to the, the Foo Fighters record release party for the very first Foo Fighters album uh, at the Republic. So those are the two that stick out in my mind. I don't know if either one of them are still around. Is it, this isn't on the list, but what about in Edmonton then? Is there an answer that you would give for Edmonton? Uh, I really like going to uh, the Buckingham. I was actually just at the Buckingham a couple of, or last week to to see the Satanic Surfers. It was a fantastic. Ever been to a show like a concert and it ends and it's like a band you really like and it ends and it's like I feel like they just played for twenty minutes and you want like so much more because that's what happened with Satanic Surfers. It felt like it was maybe like forty minutes and I was like I could go for four or five more hours of that. Uh, this one says, what's something you always wanted to do exclusive to Calgary, but haven't done? You know what I wanted to do when I was young? And a lot of people find this kind of surprising. But when I was young, Stampede Wrestling was still running. 
Mm. And it was like the 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 Mukka Singh, Owen Hart, Chris Benoit, Ben Basarab, Viet Cong kind of days. And I, my father would never take me. I never, the first Stampede show that I attended live was, was the reboot, like later on with, with, you know, like Bill Yates and all those guys, nothing against that. But I, I begged my father to take me back to the day. Cause we'd watch it every Saturday afternoon. And they were smart. Cause they'd hook you in and they'd be like advertising the shows. And they always have this like main event that it's too violent. We can't show it on TV. And I'd beg them <laughs> to take me. They would always have like cage matches and like coal miners glove and shit like that. We can't show this match on TV because it's too violent. And I never got to go. Sounds like one heck of a ring ding dong dandy. right oh, there. God, bless. Ed Whalen was my hero. Do you know why Ed Whalen was my hero? Because mm. he did the two things I love most. He was the commentator for Stampede Wrestling and he was the play by play guy for the Flames. That's right. Like yep. what a legend. Double dip. That is a big double dip for sure. Uh, I like this one, and I have a feeling I might know who this came from, but favorite Calgary Cannon that went pro or favorite pro that turned Calgary Cannon in brackets. It says, I was stoked to see Jim Abbott pitch. Um, actually, the one that springs to mind, because I used to try to go to, to a, lot, a bunch of Cannon games. I wonder what uh, Foothill slash Burn Stadium looks like now. It's probably like all grown over and dilapidated. Uh, on a side note, the, the Remax field here, they have done a fantastic, the Riverhawks have done a great job. It's beautiful in there. The new scoreboard's fancy. It's awesome. But uh, the one that springs to mind is Tino Martinez played for the Cannons when I used to go to Cannons games. And he ended up having a decent career with the Yankees and I think some other teams. I, I will say a bone to pick with the, with the Cannons is that I will always blame them for the loss of AAA baseball in Alberta because they refused to upgrade their stadium. Oh, is that what it was? They- and then they dropped out of the league, and then we were the only ones left up here. And they said, well, we don't want to travel up to Canada yeah. anymore, so move that team. And damn it, Calgary, you ruin everything. Yes, yes, we do. On a side note, there was a kid back in the day, they used to have the, the big club would come down and play the AAA club once a year. And at the time, mm-hmm. the, the Seattle Mariners were the big club for the Cannons. And I, I saw Griffey Jr. hit a ball that Ooh. I think is still in the air somewhere, like he hit it so hard. <laughs> Backwards yeah, hat, you know, a- you know, Griffey tried to be cool. I had the backwards hat on mm-hmm. and, he, and he hit, I think he like, because uh, uh, Foothill Stadium was right next to McMahon. And I think that that ball landed on the 40 yard line somewhere. He nailed it. I love the Trappers games when I was a kid. My dad used to do the, the color commentary. On yeah, the yeah, that's right. Used to go to those games all the time. And like, there's a couple guys that came up through it. Like Michael Kadire is a name that he played with the, the Minnesota Twins for mm-hmm. years and years and years. And is one of the most respected twins of all time. And getting to see him come through there. It's just, I don't know. I miss that stuff. And. I've heard very good things about the upgrades of the of the Telus Field or rematch, if, whatever it's called. If now, you so. get a chance and you want to, we'll check out a, a crack a Cracker Cats, a Riverhawks game because yeah, it's awesome. Cracker Cats. That's two two teams ago now. I think right? yeah. three. Because I was with the Capitals and then, then the Cracker Cats and then I know the prospects were in there for a while. They're still around like, playing in that. Jose Lima came up here with the Cracker Cats one, as did Jose Canseco. I think Fernando oh. Valenzuela played here too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, how many bones have you broke? How many bones have I broke? That sounds dirty. Mm. It's a very... Uh, I've only ever broken one bone, actually. I broke my left shoulder when I was in high school, slipping on ice on the way to catch the bus with my friends. And mm. it was one of those classic sitcom, hey, Boris, watch out. It's whoop, feet went out and fell and it hurt real bad. And I went to school and I wrote a math test. And after the math test, I was like, yeah, something's wrong here. So I called my mom and my mom took me in and all my friends called me Gimp for a while. <laughs> that's that's, that's cool my story. <laughs> that's that's my story. <laughs> uh, your favorite country song? Fuck off. 
Yep. Everyone's trying to change my podcast into to the country podcast. Uh, I don't have anything per se against country music. It's just, you know, I admire, you know, or respect them as musicians. And there's a lot of very talented people out there. Just not my thing. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I don't I don't hate it. There's a couple songs that I'm OK with, but I've never like dove really deep on it either. You know, like I went uh, to see Keith Urban and had a great time, put on a great show. Mm-hmm. Again, if you go there kind of open mindedly and just be like, I'm going to go watch a show. It's cool. But uh, I wouldn't go out on my way to put on like a Lady Antebellum or whatever they're called now. <laughs> That's funny. Apparently, that, Antebellum uh, is racist of some sort. I don't know. Oh, that I have a Lady Antebellum CD stuck in my CD player of the vehicle that I've had since the day I bought it. So. You do not. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's been stuck. I can't put any CDs in there. And I finally like I played it, and I'm like, "This is country. I don't care." Oh, so and I was like, "Well, I got to know what it is." So I used the Shazam thing, and it's yeah, it's a Lady Antebellum CD. So it plays, but you can't get it out. It won't eject. It just does the foot, 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 and then gives up. That's, you know what? That's, you need a podcast. Ask Warren, because that's better than anything <laughs> I've said so far. Uh, your go-to fast food. Um, does don't air count? Uh, it, yeah, that's fast. Because I'll, I'll eat the hell of it don't air. What do you put on your don't air? I am a no onions guy. I'm a lettuce, tomato, okay. and uh, if, I, if I'm feeling saucy, I'll get extra sauce. Uh, I don't like onions unless they're cooked. I'm no, uh, I'm no tomato guy. Really? Because no my guy. son has become a no lettuce guy. He says they okay. stuff too much lettuce in there. So, have you ever put hot sauce on it? Because that's a game changer. I'll tell you right now. No, I'm not a big hot sauce guy. But I did have a donair with bacon one time, and it mm. was. Uh, I, I think I needed to have an app after I was done. <laughs> How do you feel about Wendy's? I love Wendy's. Baconator, hell yeah. Well, then you're going to love when these nuts bounce off your face. <laughs> Boom. We run a classy operation here. Uh, what is your go-to snack? My go. It depends what I like. I'm a, I'm a potato chip guy, but like if I eat too much salty stuff, then I want something sweet. So I'm, I'm like an all dressed chips kind of guy. All dressed. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Which I hear you can't get in the States. I hear that's like a Canadian thing. That is that and ketchup. I think are our two claims to fame up here. Yeah, we do shit weird up here. Uh, ever had Boogie's Burgers? Never heard of it. I also don't know what that is. I don't know if that's like uh, a trick question or something, but no, never heard. Never heard of Boogie's Burgers. Dine in in Calgary. Apparently, it's a restaurant, Thirty Third Avenue. I, I moved out of Calgary in nineteen ninety six or seven, so it might be after my time. What's something you always wanted to do? Oh, no, I already asked that one. Something you've always done in Edmonton. What? But haven't done? Something you've always done in Edmonton, but haven't done, it says. So I'm assuming that something you've always wanted to do, but haven't done. In Edmonton? Um, yeah. Does the riverboat still run? Because I remember the riverboat, when I first moved here, everybody thought that was cool. I never did that. I think so. I think, I think they took it out of there, too, didn't they? I have no idea. I, I don't see it anywhere, so... Um, nothing springs to mind. No, I've, I've done it all. <laughs> uh, some uh, stadium you would want to do an opening pitch at baseball talking stadium. I'd like to do the opening. Um, uh, if not Toronto, because obviously I'm a big Jays fan. The first major league park I ever went to was Dodger stadium and I got a tour and it was super cool. And I got to sit in the dugout. And uh, yeah, I'd have to pick Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium is kind of cool too, because most like stadiums and like sports venues, you go in and you go up. And Dodger Stadium is built in a ravine. So you come in at the top and you go down. 
It's kind of neat. Mm. That's my story. Uh, favorite donut mill donut? Uh, I don't really think that there's anything overly special about donut mill donuts, but their chicken salad is the bomb. Ever go to the I've never had hot food from the donut mill. No, no, chicken, sal- chicken sandwiches or chicken salads cold. I guess that's true. Yeah, I do. That's a, that's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had hot from from the donut mill either. I, I like I, I I get it. I respect it. It's just never been like I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. I guess the way that some people are as well. I think the Flames and the Oilers should play, and the winner gets custody of the donut mill. <laughs> it's a big sure. risk, though, man. Fair enough. Uh, your favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, Donatello. Always a Donatello guy. No idea why either. Which one is he? He's he the, the purple sticks? guy with the big stick. Okay. The bow staff, if you will. I like the... Is it, uh, who's got, Leonardo's got the swords? Yeah. Blue one? That's, I like that one. That they just released uh, Shredder's Revenge on, on the Xbox thingamajigger. My son yeah. and I were playing it. It's just throwback enough to the arcade game. It's super fun. And that's the only, that's like my only real exposure. I never got into Ninja Turtles outside of the old arcade games. Mm-hmm. So I was playing that a couple nights ago with Brando of Satpod. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a fun time right there. Good old Brando of Satpod. Uh, I, I, I wanted you to pick a track because you know, you're my homie and my guest and all that. So I'd like, I'd let you, I'll let you pick one song and we're going to go to a song. Now we need a little bit of a song break. You picked a song called uh, turn soonest to the sea by it was a protest, the hero. Protest the hero, indeed. Tell me, tell me about this song, young Warren Diesel Barris. So the 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 band came up last week because I don't even remember. It was a big long spiral of Toby and I were talking. Uh, my co-host on the Bear, Toby, were talking about um, bands that we have seen live, but only maybe once, or that we'd love to see again. Uh, and this was they were on a bill with it was Kill Switch Engage, In Flames, and Protest the Hero. They came in 2009, which was, I was just starting grade 12 at the time. And that literally, like, those were my three favorite bands at that time. Yeah, that like, sounds like a bill right up your alley, hey? Uh, and I just remember, like, they opened, protest opened, and I was, like, completely blown away. Uh, specifically that album, which I never remember how to pronounce it. Kezia? K-E-Z-I-A is how you spell it. And, like, start to finish, that thing is nuts. Although, I will say... It, the, the lead singer is kind of like I don't want to compare him to Getty Lee because he's not Getty Lee but he's kind of higher pitch in the okay. sense of Getty Lee where a lot of yeah. people tend to not it's either kind of in the middle you either love it or you hate it sort of thing but I absolutely love these guys cool alright we're going to go with that now this is Protest the Hero it is turned soonest to the sea on the Punk and Paul Evers podcast do you
fed those expectations. As a core, and not a human, you embrace with hesitations. The very parameters of all you can be. Not a mother, not an aunt, not a sister that's not subdued. Because dignity is not physical, and your flesh means more than you. My homeboy, I'm trying to act real cool, it's not working. Uh, Warren Diesel Barris, it is Ask Boris, so please, if you will, my good man, continue to ask Boris. Uh, you are a collector of several things, Boris. A few things, yeah. What is the coolest collectible you have, in your opinion? You know what? Actually, the coolest thing that I have, I, I can't talk about because I'm not supposed to have it. Oh. And it's a thing, and that's probably going to like make people wonder. Uh, so I won't say, I'll, I'll tell you off the air. I know that's an old sad thing, but it's the thing that, I, that was given to me that I, that I'm not supposed to have. Um, I don't know. 
like I collect baseballs from like like everywhere I've gone, like every major league baseball park I've gone to, I bought a baseball with that logo on it. But also any like touristy place, I would get a baseball. Like I've got one from the Coca-Cola store in Vegas, and I've got one mm-hmm. from the Jelly Belly factory one too. I've got one from the Spam Museum, and I got one from we went to NASA, like the space place. Um, we went to the Louisville Slugger factory, and I have a, a baseball bat from there. Um yeah, wrestling-wise, I don't really... I used to have a piece of table from when Sabu came and wrestled from Stampede Wrestling, but my ex-wife made me throw it out. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Nothing really springs to mind that's like ultra, ultra cool, except for that one thing that I can't talk about. Yeah, I, mean, for, I have a, a signed Mr. Stocko from Mick Foley. That's cool. That one. Right on. Um, and I also have a signed picture of Bret Hart, but that was not given to me. I found that at the radio station and took it. So, <laughs> Is it like signed to anyone or just like signed? Nope. Just to say it's framed. It was already hey. framed and it has his signature on there. I was like, I'm going to take that. So Hell yeah, man. Uh, your favorite cereal. And then there's a follow-up after that. Uh, cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm a Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. Do you cereal, then milk, or the other way around? Cereal? That... <laughs> so up. Uh, some people put the milk in and then they put the Apparently, cereal Apparently, I've refused to believe that those people really That's... exist, but apparently they're out there. That's fucked up. No, no. Cereal goes in first. Now, here's my question to you, because this was a discussion I had with a I can't remember who it was, but uh, with, like when you eat your cereal, when you finish eating the cereal, you drink the milk, right? Yeah, yes. When I'm done, I mean, yeah. if I'm having another bowl, then I'll put more cereal in there. I'm not going to finish the milk. I'll put no, but if, if you're done, you drink the milk. Yeah. There was a, somebody, and I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody that thought that was just the most disgusting thing ever. Why? Like, I don't know. It, it's the same milk that's going in your mouth <laughs> with the spoon. See, that's what I'm saying. You, 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 you drink the milk. I've met people, like, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but I've met people that thought the same thing. And I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing. That being said, going back to our previous conversation about donairs, you know how you get the juice at the bottom of the bag? Mm-hmm. I'll usually drink that too. So, Whoa, that's hardcore, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're a hell of a shotgunner too. That's a skill <laughs> I've never mastered. Well, I don't know. I was. I haven't done it in many years now. So Maybe we need we'll to get see. back on the train. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, tremendous segue. Why PBR, Boris? Well, as you know, I uh, was a loyal Budweiser drinker. Um, and I still like a Budweiser. That's what I get if I go out to like a bar or a pub that doesn't have PBR. Uh, but I like PBR because A, it's good. It's delicious. B, it's cheap. And C, it sponsors a lot of things I like, like some wrestling shows and it sponsors and it's it's done like sponsored a lot of punk rock things. So it's kind of like the punk rock beer. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, pizza pockets. I got I got a, a PBR shower curtain from the liquor store a little while ago. <laughs> like yeah. it came with a pack of beer or something. Yep. Yep. At the, at the till. They're like, here's your PBR shower curtain. I was like, Fuck yeah, <laughs> that's rad. You put it up. Are you using it? No, I might. At some point in my life, but where I'm living now, there is already a, he has actually a tool, like the band tool shower curtain down here in the basement. Ah. So if I ever live somewhere else, uh, I'm looking into the PBR shower curtain. I still have. <laughs> uh, pizza pockets or pizza pops? You know what? They're both good. I grew up on pizza pops, but uh, the pizza pockets, they're no mess. You know, like pizza pops kind of burst at the seams sometimes. Mm. Ever have that problem? First yeah, oh yeah, that bite into it and it and it just explodes, right? Yeah, and you know, third degree burns and hospital and all that stuff. I feel like pizza, the little pizza bagels don't give enough get enough love. Remember those those guys? Like the little tiny things? Yeah. Yeah, those are all right. I could knock down like, a box of those. 
little mini mini pizzas. Yeah, man. Tasty after school treat. There you go. Oh, you watch Inspector Gadget or some shit. Your first live wrestling show. Um, I can't remember specifically. I know it was a WWF house show because they would come to Calgary once or twice a year. Usually they would come Stampede Week, but and then like another time. And my dad and I would go to house shows. So I don't remember. I can't pinpoint when, but I know that it was a house show. And they, I used to go see, I remember going to a couple of WrestleManias on closed circuit TV. And those were always super cool and kind of fun. I, I, I don't remember my very, very first one because I was super young and it would have been like, a, I think it was a Raw, like late 90s, whatever. Uh, but We didn't have Raw tell, when I was a kid. My my dad loves to tell the story that he took me, you know, age six or under probably. Uh, and it was at the peak like DX era. And <laughs> okay. was, some lady was flashing her boobs all over the place and he had to keep covering my eyes because I couldn't, wasn't allowed to see that. You weren't ready for that yet, hey? No. You no. still might not be. Probably not, no. <laughs> Very good. But the first one I actually remember going to would have been a house show, SmackDown house show, I think probably around 2003, 2004. And I specifically remember the main event was Lesnar and Angle because even then I was like, these oh. guys are awesome. Cool. That's very so cool. That was pretty spoiled. Uh, first fan interaction with a wrestler. Actually, when I saw this question come in, I actually thought of a story that I don't think I've ever told that I think is really funny. Um, when I was very, this had to be very, very young, maybe like under 10 years old. <clears throat> um, my dad used to work for wizard's castle. Do you remember wizard's castle at all? They were, no. they were video arcades. Okay. I know there was, I know there was one at West end, but there was a bunch or West Ed, but there was a bunch of them in Calgary. And my dad was like manager of a bunch of them in Calgary. And there was one at Sunridge mall. And we used to go there during the summer and we kind of hang out and we'd help them out with, with, you know, taking the coins, the quarters out of the machines and stuff. And we'd just kind of hang out at the mall. And my brother and I went for some reason to shoppers drug mart. And this had to be like a Saturday afternoon and Davy boy Smith and his wife were there pushing uh, a, a kid in a carriage. And he, and I was again, like maybe eight or nine and he was fucking massive. <laughs> and I was like, couldn't say anything. I wanted like his autograph and stuff. Cause he's like, this is like British bulldogs from TV. And I thought it was the coolest shit ever. And I couldn't say a word. And we went back and we told my dad and my dad's like, told my brother, cause my brother was older to go with me. And he went, we went back over there and he was still there. And I'm positive that we got his autograph, but I didn't say anything. Cause I was just kind of freaked out cause he was so big. And I, can't really crunch the numbers but it might have even been harry in that baby carriage which i think is kind of cool as well but i thought I, I forgot all about that story until i saw that question and i was like that was like the first time i remember but i just remember it'd be like oh just massive dude and i was terrified but like thought it was the coolest shit at the same time so here's a weird coincidence i would have been around seven or eight we used to go to uh, like fairmont hot springs every summer with another family that were friends with my parents okay and we're at the big swimming pool there, and it's obviously a big deal. It's very popular and very packed. And I'm walking up because I had to go, I forget, I was going to the change room to grab something, a towel or sunscreen, whatever. And I'm not paying attention where I'm going because I'm a kid and you're excited, you're running all over the place. And I, boom, run into a brick wall. Uh -oh. Except I get up and find out that, no, I just ran into the quad of Davy Boy Smith. Oh, there you go. And right he, on. he like, picked me up with one hand, no problem. He goes, you better watch where you're going, kid. And, Ah, because I knew who he was right away, right? Like, yeah. Yes, sir. Just ran away and 
then go back to my dad. I'm like, look, it's, he's right there. And he's like, yeah, don't point at him. <laughs> Leave him alone. But, <laughs> at the height of his massiveness, I'm sure, too. That's pretty cool that we both have an interaction yeah. with him around yeah. similar ages, but years apart. That's pretty cool. Uh, ever jump off the top of the dive tower at Lindsay Park? No. Are you a dive guy? Like, do you know? Hell no. Swim guy. Uh, I took a little bit of swim lessons when I was a kid, like very, very young, but I would not consider myself a swim guy. I'm a like up to the nipples kind of guy. And then we're good. Sure. Hot tub. Hell yeah. I'll do laps on that hot tub. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If you went back to managing today, who would you like to manage solo or group? See, a lot of the guys that I like to manage don't need managers. Like I'd, I'd like to do some work with like Andy Anderson. I think him and I would have a lot of fun and guys like Michael Allen, Richard Clark and guys like that. But all those guys can talk perfectly fine for themselves. So all the guys I'd want to work with don't really need that. Like no disrespect to, to managers like, like Thaddeus. Cause I love Thaddeus, but I think you're seeing the evolution of that, not necessarily being as needed as it was because a lot of the guys, like it's just part of, of, of your training is learning how to talk. And I think that's why and Thaddeus watching and studying and you've got access to all this mm-hmm. footage and everything that, yeah, you're right that a lot of guys don't don't have that problem anymore. And Thaddeus kind of smart enough to, to know that. And that's where the Archer report thing, I, I, I would assume anyway, kind of came from. And, uh, um, you know, he helped helped move the shows along without being a manager. OK, I just got the 10 minute warning. Holy shit. So we got 10 minutes to go and you probably got like a thousand questions. Can we do lightning hey, round here? Rapid fire. Yeah, let's go. First death match you saw. I don't remember the first death match I saw, but when I first got the internet, I was reading all about all the crazy wild shit they were doing in like FMW and big Japan and IWA in Japan. And I started tape trading for that stuff. And I got to see like Onita and, and, and uh, Mr. Danger and like the piranha tanks and all that kind of stuff. And I never looked back. Always loved it. I have heat with this question. Why did you call it the sad pod, the sad pod? Uh, the sad pod was not my podcast. The sad pod was the brainchild of you, Mr. Diesel Barris. And it was a wonderful thing that I felt very, very happy to be a part of. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Why did you call it the sad pod podcast? Well, SAT stands for Spanish announce table. Yeah, baby. And we started as Spanish announce table. And then we just, I think I just one time said sad pod. And sad pod. Ended, so. Who in your life influenced your musical taste? Um, it's a lot of it was like, I, I got into like hair metal on my own. And then, um, my, I remember my brother made me a mixtape when I was maybe grade 10 or so. And it had like a lot of like the alternative stuff that was going on at the time. There was some Nirvana and some Soundgarden and some Pearl Jam and some Mud Honey, And I think there was like a ministry song and a, and a Ned's Atomic Dustman song. And I must've listened to that a thousand times. And, uh, he had a friend that eventually became a good friend of mine named Chris, who I love. I love you, Chris. And he, he kind of turned me on to a lot of bands. And I had a friend in grade nine or 10 who bought Nevermind and played it for me. And you always talk about like Nevermind, how it like immediately made your record collection obsolete because it was so amazing and different. And it sounds so cheesy, but it's so fucking true. Like, I'm not going to listen to my Def Leppard album anymore because this shit is awesome. <laughs> that's, it's true. And that's how it happened. Did you ever have a punk rock hairstyle? No, but I had a Kurt Cobain hairdo back in the in the late 90s and then i dyed it black to be like trent reznor and then that, that my first my... son pulled the hair and I, I cut it all off and now i'm bald that oh, that answers my follow-up question was did you ever have hair period so uh yeah i did shithead 
Uh, okay, these ones are a little bit longer, but I'll try and blast through them. Okay. We've already seen Bob Mould and Billy Corgan writing wrestling storylines. Who's the next unlikely alt-rock hero that you want to see show up in that writer's room, and why is it Les Claypool? Uh, Les Claypool, I think, would write some really outlandish <laughs> shit. Probably. But let's talk about Freddie Prince Jr. Call me Freddie. I'm your man. Yeah, that, that guy, he's got something going there. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm on board with that as well. Yep, call me Freddie. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, uh, brother. <laughs> given that there's been a successful duo called the Hardy Boys, how long until we see a Nancy Drew character who solves neighborhood crimes by pinning her opponents to the mat? I'm surprised that hasn't already happened. They probably, at one point, they had to have considered calling Lita Nancy, right? <laughs> like, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Had, there had to have been a conversation somewhere down yeah. the line of uh, if you had to, if you had to create a sock puppet to accompany your wrestling persona, what would you name it, and what would it look like? Holy shit! What a fuck! <laughs> you know what it would look? It would look like a French tickler, and I would call it Frenchy. There you go. That's that's a good answer. That's a solid uh, answer. Okay, this one says cage match predictions. Who would win between Robert Smith versus Morrissey? Uh, I think Robert Smith would fuck him up. Paul Simon versus Art Garfunkel. I think Art Garfunkel has a lot of suppressed rage and would fuck him up. I agree. Uh, Kathleen Hanna versus Fat Mike. Kathleen Hanna, I think. Yeah, girl, I've witnessed childbirth, dude. I've seen it twice. Uh, I think a girl beat up a guy anytime. Elton John versus Madonna. See, Madonna's a bitch, but I think Elton John's a bigger bitch. Yep. A tougher bitch. Mike Patton versus all the chili peppers. <laughs> Mike Patton. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Hagar versus David Lee Roth. Uh, I think it's David Lee Roth. Like, I think he's ill right now, so I got to go with Sammy. He can't drive 55. Sammy looks pretty good for like an older <laughs> oh, dude. What a dad joke. And finally, Simmons and Stanley versus Freely and Chris. Oh, because uh, Freely and Chris would be all drunk up, so they'd kick their asses. I heard Gene, there was some Gene sort of mistimed. I guess there's like Kiss is playing with like backing tracks now, and there's like some mistimed thing out of one of the shows, and you could tell they're singing with backing tracks now. I feel bad for Paul Stanley. His voice is shot. I can't wait for them all to just die. They're away. a guilty pleasure. I've always liked yeah, it. I know. I, I respect it. I just, I, I can't stand it. All right. Five minutes. Uh, how long, We're five how long minutes. before we see either one of the Paul brothers in WWE? We've already seen one of them. Logan, I believe it was Logan Paul was at WrestleMania. And actually and did very well. Uh, I was impressed with him. He'll be back too. They definitely set mm -hmm. something up there for sure. Best cure lineup. Uh, the best cure lineup was uh, the the wish lineup with uh, with Robert Smith and Simon Gallup and, and Perry Beaumont and Pearl Thompson and Boris Williams. Why do the, the flames keep breaking Williams. my heart? And why will they always be a better team to cheer for than Edmonton? Listen, I'll tell you a story. This is my favorite, like really, really, really quick kind of dad joke about about the flames. When I was young, I was into the Calgary Flames, right? And then when I got older, I got into girls. And then when I got older after that, I got back into the Calgary Flames. You know why, Warren? Because there's, there's a lot of times that a girl won't fuck you, but the Calgary Flames will always fuck you. <laughs> Good. Glad we got that out of our system. <laughs> uh, why is this year's Stanley Cup final feel like choosing between warm mayonnaise and warm mayonnaise with olives? I, I don't watch. Couldn't, as soon as Calgary's out, couldn't give a fuck. Cage match prediction again. Billy Smith versus Ron Hextall. Oh, that'd be match of the year. That would be pretty good. Uh, I, I got to go with Hextall, but I think that'd be a oh, hell of a scrap. Like if they're it's like Ronnie in their in sure. their prime. Yeah. Yeah. I got to watch some Ron Hextall YouTube. He'd have that ahead. goalie stick taped under the ring and he'd somehow get it in there or something. Yeah, he'd, he'd put Fuck that. Yeah. Through. He'd get Spencer to book that. Uh, this one just says, oh, man, WrestleMania on ice. No, wait, that's a bad idea. Correct. Bad idea. 
Speculate on what type of brand these personality slash announcers would front. Gorilla Monsoon. A gorilla tape. <laughs> nice. Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, some type of fragrance. I, I would have to say he'd probably do mind control devices. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's all wacky now, too. That's right. He's off the grid. He's off the grid. Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler. Um, uh, 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 legal services and condoms. <laughs> I was going to say something with dogs, a.k.a. puppies. <laughs> there you go. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, uh, encyclopedias. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Give me yeah, mouth yeah. of the South Heart. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, megaphones. Literally anything. That yeah. guy could sell yeah. anything, I think, at this point. Uh, and then finally, Ed freaking Whalen. Ed Whalen could, oh, man. He could sell bells. It's a ring a ding dong dandy. <laughs> uh, okay, we got two left. Tim Hortons versus Krispy Kreme. You know what? I uh, used to love Krispy Kreme. They, they came and went pretty fast, but whenever I go down to the States, I love me a Krispy Kreme donut. Hell yeah. Best, slur- best Slurpee flavor. Okay, we call this the Boris, where I come from. There we it's go. Three, <laughs> three quarters Coke on the bottom, and then one quarter cream soda on top. Oh, and then they mix menace. together. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful you menace. What? I mean, I usually just do straight Coke, but sometimes if they have lime, which is rare, I'll do Coke, a little bit of lime, and then Coke on top again. Oh, like a, a swirly type thing. Mm. Uh, this one, and then finally, it just says, "Is it too late to ask if you've ever solved the Rubik's cube? If not, have you?" Uh, hell no, solved the Rubik's cube. I can't even spell <laughs> Rubik's cube. Uh, I got neither a question did, sent for the in. Record, last... Neither did the person who texted in that question. <laughs> uh, last minute question from my girlfriend. Uh, if all facts were true, such as I have an angelic singing voice and I've proven my vast musical knowledge as of late, can I be on your name that tune team? Uh, I love you, but no, you cannot be on my name that tune team. There you go. That's, That's it. it. That's, That's it. all the questions. All right. You know what? That was a lot of fun. And we still it have was. a minute. We still have a minute and a half, Warren. So I'm going to we do two it. things. I'm going to quickly plug the Love Pro Wrestling Show Friday night here in Edmonton at the South Common Rec Room. If you cannot be there live, check it out on Twitch, uh, twitch.com slash love wrestling CA. Uh, and, and I'm going to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me. No problem. It was a fun. And we are going to throw to my pick of the week. This is a band I love. Uh, I believe I've played them before on the podcast. It's a band called Sincere Engineer. Uh, they had uh, put out an album earlier this year. I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called, but it's fantastic. Uh, they just dropped a new track on, I want to say Friday, but I just found out about it today. It's a bit more alt-rocky than their usual stuff, but I really, really like it. It is called Library of Broken Bindings, and the band is Sincere Engineer. Warren, we have less than one minute. Anything you want to say before we uh, close the book on this? Uh, flames suck or there's rule. How's the Elks doing? Horribly. <laughs> Stamps are 2-0. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, this is Sincere Engineer. This is uh, whatever the song is called. And uh, uh, we'll talk to you guys all next week. <laughs>